0: Alright, alright, alright. How's everybody doing on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday? I hope y'all having a beautiful day. Hopefully, y'all weekend went amazing. Stuff right now is getting a little crazy in New Orleans because it's Mardi Gras time. You know, everybody come down and party. This is where Bourbon get crazy, Canal get crazy, but Canal can't really get too crazy because of the hotel situation that's going on downhill with that so it I I would love to see how they about to do this this year but that's nevertheless you know that's all the shit going on in New Orleans I hope y'all have a beautiful day though but what I was really thinking about today that had me kind of you know reminiscent about some stuff like I'm a uh I'm a person that watch wrestling I not really anymore, not much anymore, but really a lot back then. A lot when I was a kid, back when before it was the WWE, it was the WWF, and all that with ECW, all that kind of shit. I, me and my brother was really in there. I, one of my favorite wrestlers of, of all time. I really got two favorites, but this is one of them, Shawn Michaels. The other one is Stone Cold, but this. Y'all going to kind of see my point involved in this, right? So, Shawn Michaels, one of the greatest wrestlers to ever wrestle in the ring and all that. He, he really is one of the best. It was the reason why he was called the showstopper. You know, that, that's, that's him. So, everybody knows Ric Flair. Everybody knows him. Like, he, he's probably one of the most recognizable people on the planet because he done wrestle everywhere in the world. Everybody knows Ric Flair. Everybody knows. Woo. All of that. Everybody knows that. So Ric Flair and Sean was cutting this promo one time. And I'm taking y'all somewhere with this. I'm taking y'all somewhere with this. This is about like 2000. What? 2002, 2003. Somewhere around that time. Somewhere around now. They're cutting this promo. Now, this is at the time when Sean is the champion, of course. And he's going through some traumatic shit and all that kind of stuff. And he's questioning himself and all that. So he's going through these issues. And I always I always think about this a little bit every time. I always come back to this because it... it It gives me a new perspective on things every time I think about it. Sometimes I have to, I have to go back and think about this and, like, think about where I'm at in life. That that's just me with this. I I don't don't know how everybody else takes this story, but that's just me with this story. And I just I always harken back and I think about it, and it makes me have some different revelations. Right. So. They're cutting this promo. Now, at the time, Ric Flair is like... He's really boosting up Triple H. He's really boosting up Triple H. Like He's like... Triple H is... And at the time, Triple H on the tear. He on the tear. Now, this wrestling talk may go over y'all head, but I swear it's something here. All right, it's something here. So... he He's... Triple H in the ring and all that. And Shawn comes out. He comes... He comes down... And uh, and Ric Flair is like, what, where are you going? Where are you going? He he he's like he stops him and everything. He's like, no, you you gotta you gotta listen to this, Alright? You gotta listen to this. Nah, he was like, I remember when I was the best wrestler alive, when nobody could touch me in the ring, nobody, and I knew it. And I had a run of being the greatest one on the planet Earth. I had a run, and then he he said that he he was in uh that he was in his house one day that him and his buddies was over there, and he said double A, which is Arn Anderson, Four Horsemen, uh, yada yada yada. So he was like, uh, Arn Anderson was like, you seen that uh that. You seen Shawn Michaels? And Rick said, Shawn Michaels the rocker? And he said, no. Shawn Michaels the showstopper. The showstopper. And he and Rick said right after that, he was he was watching Sean. And he said he had it. He had it. He was flying. He was doing everything. He was he was he seen that he wasn't the best anymore that it's it's Sean who's the best now it's Sean who's the best and he was like i had to go in that mirror and i had to i had to look in that mirror and that, that mirror is a place where you yeah. and he was like we all have it he says we all have it we all have that mirror in our house that we don't like to go to especially guys like you and me Guys that then sat on top of the planet, like that then sat on top of the business, and that we we feel like we're at the height of our game and everything we can do no wrong, and that we're the we know without a shadow of a doubt that you're the best wrestler alive. And he's he's saying this to him, and he was like, he's like it's time for you to find that mirror. Because he, he looked at him and he said, you don't have it here when he's pointing at his his head. And he was like, you don't have it here when he's pointing at his heart. He was like, you don't have it. And he pointed at Triple H and he's like, that's the new guy. He was like, I know you don't want to go to that mirror. But I'm telling you, you have to. Because you're not that guy anymore. And you're not the best wrestler on the planet Earth. You were for a time. And oh, you were great. Oh, you were great. But you're not that guy anymore. And uh, Sean left the ring. And after that, it goes on to be fucking WWE, WWF history. Wrestling history, man. And he's still one of my favorites. But I, I always harken back to that because... It it makes me, it makes me rethink some things in life, like uh, like when it's time, like I, I believe it's important for like people in general to sometimes they always say uh, it's okay to talk to yourself but never answer yourself. That's, that's that's the thing because that's that's when you got you got some problems but. I, I always think it's good to to really sit down and like be in a quiet environment at times. Like just like your zen area. Your one place that you go to and that you just like decompress. Where where it's time for you to think about what's going on in your life. Not just the world because we all have those the that outside noise and everything, worrying about what's going on in the world. When it is really good to be aware of what's going on in the world. It's it's necessary for you to be aware of what's going on in in the world, like the coronavirus, all that kind of shit that's going on in the world right now. It's great to you have to be aware of it but sometimes it sometimes it's a lot of outside noise so you have to be aware of like you in general sometimes and sometimes you need to just stay in a little quiet area where nothing's going on and just sit with yourself for that period of time and to just think about Your life choices, what you need to do next, what's going on in your life, what you have planned, what what what's the next step, what will you have like going on with you? Because you always need those self checks. You need those self checks. Sometimes it's a. It's not always a revolution outside of us. Like, outside happening in the world. We, we see them all the time. But sometimes you go through revolutions within yourself. Like, you, you, you're you having this big turnover change within yourself sometimes. And sometimes it's necessary. Because we change. Now, I, I don't mean we fundamentally change because... To fundamentally change, like, to change, like, your complete core values is such a dramatic shift that I, I believe it takes, like, I don't know if we can all, like, really down to the wire fundamentally change everything. Like, it's still, you still, regards you have those core things that have been implanted in you. I, be, I believe that. But sometimes you you have these many revolutions within yourself of being like, ah, this needs to change. It's time for me to stop doing this and to focus more on what I'm doing here and to take away from this toxic situation over here. I think that's really important. And that's what I've had to... That's what I've been doing recently with me. I've been just... Like, sometimes getting in this quiet area that I'm in now and just, like, sit down, chill, and really, like, think to myself, what is my next step in life? Like, what, where is the next opportunity that I need to to progress in my life? Or how can I make this an opportunity? And things like that, that... That is what I I think about now because it's necessary because when you don't and when you just go through the motions, you get, you get aggravated and pissed off and, and you're trying to think about why, because you're going through the motions, you're going through the motions of the, just the bullshit and the mundane bullshit that you're dealing with and that you may not be happy about, but yet you're still dealing with because it's what you're doing it's your routine so because it's your routine you're used to doing it and you don't have any complaints you're just yada 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 you know what i'm saying you're just walking that steady walk through it sometimes you you have to sit back and think and then to make a change you need to make that revolution sometimes and just like shift your your focus in your in your head to, to be better. And to do better. Sometimes it takes that. And it doesn't just come from like one sitting. Just just like, ah, I need to do this. I need to do this. Sometimes you have to force yourself to make those plans. To make those those things to do. Because if you don't, you're going to be stuck in a situation that you don't want to be in. Like me, I always made a hard line date for the day I was going to leave my my job that I have now because I already knew what it was for. I took this job basically on knowing the money that I was going to make. That That's why I took it. I took this job and I said, I'm going to give it two years. And I meant every word because I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to accomplish. I needed to I needed to really focus on building up my bank account, which which I have been doing. And I was thinking about buying a house or that that's what I wanted to do. I was like to buy a house and to really build up my bank account and things like that. That was my plan. That was like, that's why I got this job. And I knew what I had to do. And I was doing it. But I gave myself a hard line date of two years because I knew I wasn't going to, this wasn't something I was looking for long-term. Some people, yeah, that, that's their thing. They look for it long-term and nothing's wrong with that. That's shit. If you found something that you like to do that is long-term, go for it. That This just wasn't something that I wanted to do. So I gave myself a hard line date of two years. Now, the first year has passed. And now that the second year is, well, the second year is really just starting. I'm a couple of weeks into the second year, but now I'm making that transition into looking for new opportunities and like trying to, trying to move a little bit, like quicken that pace up and make sure that I'm ready when that hardline date does come that, Hey, it's time to move on. Here I go. Here's the next step and continue to move, you know? I don't know. I just felt like bullshitting with y'all today, but I hope y'all are having a beautiful day. Hopefully, y'all got something out of this shit from me rambling and all that. And that that WWE story, I'm telling you, I always come back and think about that shit because it it just speaks to me sometimes. I, I don't know. Some of the things that some of the things stay with you when you're younger that you don't expect to, and. It always has this way of rearing its head. But remember, some revolutions are within. Not all are exterior. Some are interior and some are necessary for you to grow and to prosper. Because let's be real, a potted plant, you don't really get to spread your wings out that far. So when you're actually planted, you get to spread your roots out and all that. You get to really you get to really grow because you're not potting anymore. You're you're here to grow. You're you're progressing and everything like that. And sometimes you're moved to a small pot, to bigger pots, so and now you're in the ground. Sometimes it takes those steps. And those steps are important. Fuck, man. I just feel like I'm just talking. All right. Y'all have a beautiful day. I hope y'all having an amazing weekend. If y'all in New Orleans, hopefully y'all don't get stuck in that fucking traffic, but enjoy Mardi Gras. If you never been to Mardi Gras, hopefully you enjoy it. Oh, and I read this I read uh a, a fucking article earlier talking about Colorado. They're now they're the universities are now offering a fucking uh a degree in business, a business degree that is like has like a little bit to do with cannabis now. It's like business something cannabis type situation that University of Colorado is offering. They're offering that degree program. Do you know why? Because fucking uh oh fuck. I forgot what ah dispensaries, dispensaries have grossed dispensaries in Colorado have grossed over $1.72 billion this year in revenue. They've grossed over $1.72 billion in revenue. I had to say it twice because if you're a politician, listen. I know you're probably not listening to it, but if you are, if this somehow reaches you, my guy, Please, if your state has not legalized marijuana yet for recreational use, think about the tax benefits. Please. I know I live in Louisiana and we have fucked up roads constantly. Our politicians will pocket the money regardless. I know that. So we will continue to have fucking fucked up roads, but at least at least we'll be able to smoke weed and not be able to worry about the fucking pothole we just hit. All right? We'll worry about it the next day because right now, we're high as fuck and we're like, ha, it's a good fucking day. It's a good fucking day. Make it legal for recreational use, people. All right? Like for real. Think about the fucking tax benefits. Think about it. If you make it legal everywhere... You don't have to arrest people for it anymore. Like, man. Like, I I know they're not, like... Just give me... Dude, I would... I would pay a million dollars to have the first fucking dispensary in fucking New Orleans. I would pay a million dollars. I don't even have a million dollars. I would freaking sell everything I own and get... And get a loan for a million. This how much insurance. This how much I'm sure this would work. I know it would work. To have the first dispensary in New Orleans. That would be crazy. The first one. That would be. I would. I would make 15 million dollars that year. I know for a fact. I would make 15 million in profit. In profit. After I would pay back the million. And I would pay for all the product. And I know I still come out 15 million up. Because I, I watched this show. Uh, it came on CNN a couple years ago. It came on CNN. And they were. They, they was the first uh, dispensary in uh, Denver. To start selling uh, recreational use. Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. That dude was making. They had to make. Because they wouldn't let their money be, their their money go straight to the bank. They wouldn't let them uh do that. So they had to drop off their taxes every day to the fucking, uh to the tax building. They had to drop off tens of thousands of dollars or not. Nah, it was weekly. They had to drop it off weekly, tens of thousands of dollars weekly for their tax revenue so they can stay open. And they made more than a million dollars that year. They made more than a million dollars. Now, come on, now, now, think about that and think about, think about New Orleans. Think about that and think about New Orleans. You put that thing on Canal. You put it on Canal, dude. Where, where everything is. If you put that thing right there, just, just right there. I would pay it, and you put it right there. the The fucking money rolling in would be stupid, cause Denver isn't as much as a tourist city as New Orleans is. It's not even close. We're a main port in the United States. We're a tourist attraction constantly, and everybody down here smokes weed. Let's be frank. Also, I watched that thing about the pharmacist. That was that was alright. That thing on Netflix. But yeah, I, I would love to do that. If anybody got any connections in the political world that think that we're about to get this done, for sure I'll give you a million dollars just to get that dispensary and we'll be rolling in cash. And you could be my business partner. Fuck, you could have 25% of it if you can get this shit done. And you could just sit back and collect the fucking check. Because I'll open about 5, 10 of them motherfuckers. But... Y'all have a beautiful rest of y'all day. Y'all know how we end this. Kayla, if you out there, hit me up. Let me know what's happening because, boy, it is rough out here in these streets. It really is. Girls, man. What can you say? I I can't even really say girls. I just got to say people because I know as females, y'all go through the shit with guys. So, hey, people. Just the bullshit. Y'all stay up. Have a good one. Everything is what it is, dude. Everything is what it is. Deuce.